Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. This is episode 199. It's a pretty made-up number, if you ask me. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that a few years ago. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, really excited to be uh, still podcasting after all these years. Really excited um, for some big news uh, in the world of Denver sports that happened the weekend. What was that? Uh, uh, Connor Bedard is not going to the Avalanche? We don't need him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we have Gabe Landeskog and you one guys, of his knees. You guys needed him against the Kraken. He'd probably give us a fair crack at it. What a reach. What's the news? Are you just going to let us sit here in silence? Oh, I thought we were going to we go into it later, we'll, but we'll go into it now. The Denver Nuggets are advancing to their first ever NBA Finals. Eric, will you look this up for me? Will you look up? First of all, hold on. Eric, how are you doing this evening? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. It uh, doesn't now. matter what your Rudy Pooh candy is. Just kidding. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's good, bro. Uh, what do you need to look up? Um, what, if the Denver Nuggets have ever swept a team, I think the answer is uh, no. The first one was the Lakers, but uh, I, don't I just want to ask that. That, right. that was the information I was giving out all weekend, but if I'm going to say it on a podcast, I should probably have Eric look it up first. <laughs> That's what's going on. So, uh, I was actually at the Nuggets watch party this weekend for Game 3. And I was also at the Game 3 of Lakers versus Warriors. And I'll tell you what, the Denver Nuggets fans were way better in a half-filled arena with a lowered screen just above, like, you know, just above, like, court, like, basket hoop level. Uh than the Lakers fans were for all of Game 3 versus the defending champions. I was real disappointed by that. I actually lost a lot of fucking respect for Lakers fans in L.A. They suck. They could not be more inconvenienced to make noise on behalf of the Lakers in L.A. Well, because you're not... You you go to... This is what annoys me about Coors Field in Denver. Is Coors Field in Denver is being made into a park where it is better to be seen than see, or than see, right? Yeah. People don't, people don't go to Coors Field to watch the Rockies anymore. They go there because it's stuff to do. You have all people from California, from New York, from Texas coming to Colorado who, dude, it's great to go to Coors Field and be, be seen at Coors Field. Right? You don't have to like baseball. It's the summer. You can just drink beer at a ballpark because it's the thing to do. The Avs and the Nuggets fans are there because they want to be there. And they're going to celebrate their team. In L.A., they're in L.A. because they want to be seen at a Lakers game. I think that makes sense, actually. I think, well, based purely anecdotal experience, I think it's factual. Eric, you got that answer for us? Uh, yeah, so it's, it is the first time the Nuggets have ever, uh, swept the team, uh, in any playoff series. 
All right, so first sweep. And then uh, this is the first time they've eliminated the Lakers. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yeah. That was a questionnaire. Just say the whole thing spiel next time. Oh, if you're looking you it are. up, tell us the stats. Uh, so yes, that is the first time in eight playoff meetings for the Nuggets who actually beat the Lakers. Is that the worst record? Now I have another question. Is that the worst record any team has against one opponent in the playoffs? No, the Jets are twelve or zero and twelve against the Eagles. But I'll look that up for. I'm just kidding. I'll look that up. Uh, for the those aren't playoff games. The Jets Eagles had twelve Super Bowl games. <laughs> it's honestly probably Philadelphia since we haven't beat the Celtics since 1986. To be honest, <laughs> they have I'm the honest. most games in. In history against each other. <laughs> so, natural. Yeah, Dr. J, as good as he was, kept getting owned by Larry Legend. The Bird Man. Yep. So, uh, the Nuggets swept the Lakers in four, uh, which is pretty damn, which is a pretty damning sentence since the Minnesota Timberwolves won one game against the Nuggets. And the Phoenix Suns won two games against the Nuggets. <laughs> so if we're ranking based on quality of team, it goes Suns, Timberwolves, uh, Lakers, right? Yeah, it's got to. Yeah, just based purely on, uh, you know, empirical data. Right. And, you know, this, this, uh, podcast is a sucker for empirical data. We love empirical data. And uh, in other news, the Miami Heat are currently playing the Boston Don't Let Us Win One Celtics. Oh, check it out. Brooks Kepka is at the game. And uh, they're down five, which is pretty embarrassing. If you're going to say don't let us win one and not come out and put it on them from the beginning, I, it's, it's something. Don't let us win one. That this would have applied if you had played every game down to like one or two points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if you had just lost game three by like a point on the last second shot, I I could see these comments, right? Like we'll, we'll get into my second point, point one B here in a second. But one A is you can't physically give up on a game and then be like, oh, but we got you next time. That's <laughs> fucking. That's some fucking YMCA fucking leaving the court after hooping, fucking going out the glass double doors type bullshit, dude. That is for sure a ho shit tendency, dog. Dude. Like, that's what that is. That's ho shit tendency. Yeah. Like, that's, you know what's crazy to me is the Lakers had an opportunity to win every single game in the fourth quarter. Right. Right? If they would have said that before game four, I would have been like, oh shit, Denver, Denver better come to play today. Yeah. The Lakers did not. Instead, the Lakers just showed up and played a hell of a fucking game, and they lost by two. Hell of a four games. It was they were four very good basketball games. I know they they did. I know they didn't get a win, which is it's it's shocking when the Minnesota Timberwolves did get a win. But uh, I'm not by any chance saying the Timberwolves will beat the Lakers. <laughs> it's just purely, you know, it's fun. It's fun to say. It's fun to say that the Timberwolves would beat the Lakers. And then 1B of this story. You have already proven time after time in this series 
that you don't fuel Jimmy Butler up. You don't fuel him up. So why the fuck, when you're down 3-0 and just got bodied by him, by, by, by Hemothy Butler, are you doing this kind of shit? Old podcast motto, don't piss off goats. Don't piss off goats. Speaking of goats who piss me off, <laughs> I got a little bit of a fucking rant here for you. <laughs> Go ahead. We should be talking. We are going to talk. The mainstream sports media should be talking about how a team that they bodied for the last three years that I can remember, maybe even four, a team that they bodied for the last three years for not having players to back up Nikolai Jokic. He's the only one they got. Frankly, they didn't really play that well in the, in the Lakers series. What did you just say out loud? That's, I'm, I'm, I'm listing off ESPN. He didn't play that well. Oh. Really? really? <laughs> he didn't play that well. He only had three out, he only had three out of four games where he, where he averaged a triple number. He, he, no, for the series, Sorry. he 28, right. 14, and 12. There was only one game he didn't have a triple Yeah, one game he didn't have a triple double. Thank you. And yet, at the end of the press conference yesterday, Mr. Narcissistic LeBron James goes, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to call it quits. Who knows? You guys should try to find out. And now all I have to endure today, when we should be talking about the Nuggets, sweeping for the first time, going to their first NBA Finals, finally playing to the level that we wanted the Nuggets to play out. Oh, you can even talk about how a ragtag group of Aaron Gordon, done. Michael Porter Jr., done. Jamal Murray, done. Jokic was the only good player on that team, right? That's That's how they say it. That's what they said every time Denver got eliminated, right? Yeah. They came together and they made the finals. And all I have to hear about today is LeBron's legacy if you're a time. It's it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Let's just take a look at what Nikola Jokic did. First of all, I agree with your sentiments. Um, The only story coming out of this sweep being LeBron's retirement, that's absolutely bonkers. But uh, So Nikola Jokic had 34 points, 21 rebounds, and 14 assists with two blocks in game one. Uh, his shooting splits were 70.6 from the field, 100% from three, and 87.5 from the free throw line. In game two, he had 23 points, 17 boards, 12 assists, and three steals. He shot 42, uh, 42.9%, so 43 from the field. He didn't make a three and shot 83.3% from the free throw line. Then, on uh, game three, he had 24, 6, and 8 with one steal, uh, 47.4 from the field, 40 from three, and 57.1 from the free throw line. Damn, he sucked butt on that free throw line. And then to, in the closeout deciding clincher, he had 30 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, 3 blocks, and 1 steal, shooting 45.8% from the field, 50% from 3, and 83.3% from the free throw line. Including just an absolute bonkers dagger 3 as the shot clock is running out. That's like, that was like the third or fourth one he hit <laughs> yeah. in the step back off one foot Dirk Nowitzki style 3. 
And I was just like, man, the Lakers really cannot catch a break on that right there. That was crazy. All right, Eric, you happen to get that by chance, or should we just move on? Uh, dude, I, it's, it's, I haven't been able to find it. I found all kinds of other weird shit. Uh, just really quick, <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask you guys this. Eric's just on porn up, <laughs> That's what I was thinking instantly. I was like, what kind of weird shit you looking at over there? Go no, ahead, no, no. what's the question? So you, you guys are probably gonna get number one and number two ranked, because they're given. But could you guys think you can get the top five most playoff games, uh, and wins in NBA history? Players or teams? Teams, sorry, teams. I was looking at teams, so this is so about the, teams. the team that has the most wins and then has yeah. the most series. What are, what is it again? Uh, so it's just basically Mo- most appearances and most uh, most games played and most wins. Most games played, only. most games played, most games won. Uh, yeah, one or two. I would probably wager it's the Celtics first. I think, yeah, I'll go Celtics first based on wins. It's the Lakers first based on wins at 458. Celtics are second at 396. And that's wins. They also, the Lakers also have 62 more appearances or 62 more games played in the playoffs. All time. 62 more games played in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, so like Lakers, Celtics. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, you know, the Paul Pierce years were lean for the Celtics in the playoffs, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, because the Lakers also lost the most amount of finals, correct? Uh, let me go look that up real quick. Uh, yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. All right, so and then number three, so you have Lakers. Whew, number three. This is a pretty interesting question because you have to take historical greatness into account. So they have to have pretty good runs in every or a really dominant, like, 20-year run. Dominant? That's where I was going to go. Spurs. Where do Spurs... Where do the Spurs fall on this list? It's not the Spurs. The Spurs do fall on the top five, but it's not there. No, no. So tell us what number they are. Yeah. Uh, they're fourth uh, at 222 wins. All right, Golden, so we got... Golden we State? Got seventh, 206. Who, so did, who, who was... Who was, um, who was... Where was Milwaukee before they were the Bucks? So, uh, no, they, so the Lakers used to be Minneapolis Lakers before they went to... Yeah. But the, but the Bucks have always been in... The Houston Rockets? That's a good choice. I don't think so. I'm trying Chicago? Ninth. The Bulls? I, no, Ninth. the Bulls aren't top five. I wanna I wanna say Is it the know. Denver Nuggets? No. The Nuggets are twenty one on this list. The Nuggets have the most wins for a franchise to have not to for having not played in the finals. So uh, that's also another thing they did. Now the Bulls aren't up there, especially with how how poorly they played recently. Bro, is it is it like the so Indiana what? Pacers? Mm-mm. Washington Bullets. No, Pacers are seventeen. Washington's way down. Because I mean, mean, how the Sixers have sucked in the playoffs lately. So, I'm, but it's still got to be the Sixers, I guess. Philadelphia's third with two hundred and forty-two wins. Yeah. No, it's just they had they haven't been in the playoffs. They haven't been in the playoffs. 
course, you would hit your one fresh that Phillies hat. Your new Phillies hat. Uh, fifth, I'm going to go Miami. Mm-hmm. Really? Let's just put it this way. I hate the fuck out of this team. And I hope their player that's on the trade block gets traded this year. Even though they do have my favorite player. You hate all the teams, Eric. You're so fucking petty with all of them. The Sacramento Kings. No, it's the Hawks. The Hawks. The Hawks makes sense. They're, they have, they put together a lot of good teams recently that won a fuck ton of games, went, went deep into their runs. You know, they had the, uh, no, it's not, uh, Clyde Drexler was the Hawks, or is he the Trailblazers and Daryl Dawkins? Dominique Dominique Wilkins, right? Dominique Dominique Wilkins was the Hawks, yeah. Uh, That's pretty interesting, though. So, round out the top ten. So, so it was Lakers, Celtics, um, Sixers, Spurs, Hawks. Knicks, Warriors, Pistons, Bulls, Thunder. How are the Bulls? That's crazy. That number ten? They considered that they're con- in this. It says that they they consider the no, Sonics. That's incorrect. Right? That's incorrect. That was part of the deal they made when they left the Seattle SuperSonics. So that's stupid. Whoever made that list should be hit in the face. That was like Seattle was like, you can leave, but we're keeping the name, the image, the colors, the records, the likeness. Everything is still so Seattle is sitting there. They have the name. They have everything already. They have a whole history. That's why Seattle is the clear expansion team. Also, Seattle is a red hot sports town, so I think they deserve a sports team. It'd be fucking awesome to have that back. Also, the Seattle SuperSonics have a fucking sick color there. That's insane. But today's episode, now that we've uh, you know pontificated for far too long in the intro, we're getting into pop culture pick'em as always. It'll be uh, the topic today is three v three, one sub, one coach using only historical U.S. figures. Uh, we'll we'll recap head to head, which is as bad as expected. Uh, we'll touch Indy five hundred. Uh, we've already kind of recapped our NBA stuff. We'll wait for a uh, decision on this Eastern Western, uh, sorry, on the East, Eastern Conference Finals before we we discuss uh, the NBA Finals schedule. I will rattle off here real quick. Game one is until next Thursday, so not this Thursday, but next Thursday, June first. Um, then you'll have then game two is Sunday, June fourth. Game three is Wednesday, June seventh. Game four is Friday, June ninth, and then the rest, if necessary, Monday, June twelfth, Thursday, June fifteenth, and Sunday, June eighteenth. Um, most times are eight thirty p.m. Eastern, except for games two and seven, which will be eight p.m. Eastern. Those are both the Sunday matches. So we're in that stretch where the NBA stretches it out to guarantee, you know, the best quality of hoops for both. Both games, so it should be very fascinating. Looking, looking, staring at a Denver Miami final. And doesn't yeah. the NBA just hate it? I mean, you let everyone tell it. I don't understand why the NBA would hate a finals where, a, you know, a new star gets a championship. So, um, I'll never understand that. You know, everything's as big as you're willing to cover it. That's one thing I, I always say. If you talk about the Denver Nuggets all the time, guess what? The Denver Nuggets are going to be a big market. Also, Denver's a gigantic fucking city. All right. 
And Miami is a gigantic city. With passionate fans. Yeah, each one is, it's like, so it's it's very crazy to see that whole thing. Uh, but let's recap the NHL updates real quick. Holy crap. So the Vegas Golden Knights are playing right now versus the Dallas Stars. Would anyone like to wager who's leading this game? Vegas is leading. Well, Nick's probably watching. It's 3-0. Oh, I thought I thought you said that because you thought the score was getting out of hand. Yeah, it is three zero. Uh, it it is out of hand. Three zero with twelve thirteen left in the second, and the stars are looking like they're going to go down three zero. And that's kind of similar with what's going on in the Hurricanes Panthers series. We may have four conference final sweeps for the crazy. NBA NHL. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And also, it's not. I don't think it's the team I would have picked to complete the sweep. Like, I, I think I would have picked the Hurricanes to sweep instead of the Panthers. Yeah. But, I, 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 well, I mean, we, we touched on it a little bit in pre-show. Like, I, you, you can't, uh, you can't just stick. So, so, Tivo Taravainen came back, who's a big time player for Carolina. I, as a coach, I'd be like, hey, man, you're not playing. Right? We've, we've been rolling this far. Like fourth line? Is he on the fourth line? No, no. I'm just asking, like, that's from the would, outside. That's, that's what I would do, right? Put him yeah. on your third or fourth line. Play him limited minutes until he can get into the flow of people and not really disrupt your first couple of lines who've been rolling around. Yeah. Okay. So I, then I agree with that. I, I think that's pretty bad, uh, bad for business to just stick a player like that into it and not expect the chemistry to get crushed. Yeah. Well, it got crushed because uh, they showed an infographic during game two at the end of it where the original front line of, of the attackers, uh, Teravainen had four shots. The other players had 11 and 13 respectively, and that was in both games combined. So their their chemistry's not there, and they're not shooting. They're just not taking shots on goal. So that's just a stat. I don't know much about hockey, but I figure if you're not shooting, you're not scoring. It doesn't seem like they're shooting. I mean, that's a safe assumption, sir. <laughs> that's, that's a safe assumption, my guy. That's crazy. Carolina shot themselves in the foot. Isn't that something, man? Oh, that's crazy. And then uh, just a quick little tidbit. We won't be discussing any wins or losses here, but if you are into tennis, we'll set golf. The French Open starts May 28th. So uh, add it to your calendars if you're excited for that. Let's go ahead and get into this PCP. As you can tell, if you're watching us on YouTube, first of all, thank you joining and uh today's order is going to be myself eric and then nick and i think i'm going to go ahead and take my <laughs> i'm going to take my coach first okay. and i'm going to take uh malcolm x <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so i'm i'm actually going to take my coach first as well but I have to ask real quick. So I know it says he's using only historical U.S. figures. Does that mean they can't be a present figure or eventually they will be historical? You know no, what I mean? as long as they're doing something that is not sports related. So if they're like a Pulitzer Prize winner or a anything like that. That's a president, Eric. Why would you ask for clarification on that if it was a U.S. I, president? 
because he's still like, you know what I mean? Like he's still in the news all the time for some bullshit or the other. So like, I just wanted to make sure we weren't like getting upset that he was like, because I know he's going to be a historical figure, but he's still technically like. Active, Bro, I thought you, know you I mean? were asking about like Diana Ross or some fucking nonsense. No, dude, we started with presidents. We just expanded the field. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then I'm definitely taking Donald Trump as my coach because I want to be a part of those press conferences. <laughs> oh, a lot, of, a lot of pressure on me here to take my first coach. Um, you know, there's a recent movie coming out, so I'm going to take my coach first as all, first as well. I'm going to take uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer as my coach because he really knows how to destroy a defense. <laughs> he knows how to even the playing field. He really does know how to really, <laughs> he can really drop bombs at the presser. There's a reason why the uh, all of West Texas is flat. Yeah, it's because he can uh, really he can really cut a rug. I'm gonna start uh, with my. First, maybe a sub. Uh, first, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, obvious pick in the room. I'm going to go Barack Obama. Obvious pick in the room, Barack Obama. Okay, but he's not, but he's not starting. He's not starting. He's your no, sub. He's my sub. Super <laughs> sub. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. All right. So uh, I'm going to kind of run a little bit of a. Of a bad boys piston style game, so I'm gonna go with um, Al Capone. All right, Al Capone. I'm taking Ulysses S. Grant for mine. God damn it! I'm oh, shocked. I'm I'm shocked he got back to me, bro. <laughs> that's annoying, dude. He was gonna be my he was gonna be my next pick. That's good. That's <laughs> I was really like. Good. I was like, how did I benefit from that, bro? And then uh <laughs> I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take W E B Dubois. Oh man. It's, he's going to be playing point guard, bro. PhD from Harvard. E? Let's go. Is there an E on this or not? No. no it's just like no, that, right? Yeah. With well, the there's, e, an e, there's an E between the W and the B. No, okay. Fuck you guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How did uh, I get a you guys? Like, I, I didn't confirm already. <laughs> nah, because you guys are one of the same. Fuck both of you. I'm going to go with uh, Helen Keller for my next one. He's gonna be my super sub. What is? Oh God! All right, we need some height on this team. Give me Abraham Lincoln. Six foot, all six foot four of him. Height, strength. He's everything you want in a in a guy to work the inside post. I mean, I, uh, among this lineup, he's gonna absolutely dominate. Um, for sure. Next pick, I need somebody with toughness. I need somebody with tenacity, and I need a real bulldog. Right, a guy that's that, that, that's gonna go out there and get you wins no matter what the cost. That's why Andrew Jackson's my next pick. Man's been involved in over a hundred duels in in his lifetime, never lost. That's a man I want. That's that's what we like to call battle tested. That's that's right. He's he's, <laughs> he's a real playoff veteran. 
<laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess uh, since I have to combat Nick's team here, um, I'll just take Lee Harvey Oswald. Give me oh, a shooter God. on the squad. And he's got a good history with uh, Abraham Lincoln, so I think he can take him out of the game. No, he doesn't, Eric. <laughs> he has a history with John F. Kennedy, you friggin' historical. Whatever, dude. He's a shooter, bro. No, John Wilkes Booth. Fuck it. Both yeah, that's who you're looking for. My God, bro. He missed that. <laughs> Either way, I'm getting a Steph Curry of the game, bro. I'm not pick- I'm not picking bad back, weak knee, bad genetics, John F. Kennedy. Oh, man, that's, that's funny, bro. I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. <laughs> Malcolm X is going to go full coach spell on them. They ain't ready for Sandra Day, bro. They gotta, they gotta take all these old uh, photos off the screen. Shout out Sandra Day though, El Paso, Texas alum, baby, let's go. And then my last pick, um, yeah. So this is gonna be my sub. So the other two are starters there. Uh, my last pick, I'll go Orson Welles. Orson Welles, that's a good one. Yeah, Orson Welles. <laughs> it's like deep is bonkers. <laughs> you never know; they could come together. There's a couple of undrafted guys on there. Maybe you have <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant is the Jimmy Butler of your squad. Web playing the point, dog. You ain't ready. He's gonna Harvard it up out there. All right, and then uh, sorry, I'm just gonna go. Uh, I need somebody on the on the court that's going to be a great leader, so I'm going to go with Robert E. Lee. Okay. You could have you taken uh, John Wilkes Booth. You would have had real deep chemistry. Yeah, also, Robert E. Lee uh, lost. <laughs> a team of losers. Not in my heart, he didn't. Um, I, I, I need a small Pretty on brand for you, Eric. I need a small, shifty point guard. Uh, I'm, I'm also not... I, I need, also need some rep- representation from the female side of history. Um, I'm going to go Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, no. as my starter. <laughs> Supreme Court shootout, bro. We're going to battle it out. We're going to battle it out, bro. <laughs> All right, you guys got any honorable mentions? Uh, everybody in history. Everybody <laughs> in U.S. history. Pick, oh, your I, own, pick your own teams and send them to me. I, I really want to hear who you got. Here, here's what I want, dude. I want a celebrity deathmatch style three-on-three tournament from U.S. historical figures. <laughs> I want it all decades. Like, Just give me a decades team. Bro, it's like the Tuskegee Airmen versus... <laughs> versus like First Pearl Harbor survivors, the Blue Angels. Sherman's March to the South against Patton's Tank Corps. <laughs> Bro, 
General Custard versus versus uh, oh the rematch versus Eisenhower, bro. No, the rematch, dude. Custard and Sinful. <laughs> this time on Custer's home court. This one, uh, native hoops, dog. Native hoops. <laughs> Custer's going native. Okay. Oh, oh my god, bro, that's great. Then you could do like a movie director's brawl. It's like, uh, it's like George Lucas and uh, Steven Spielberg and Ron Howard versus uh, Scorsese. <laughs> Scorsese's a, a great one. I, I was trying to think of some older directors. Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. Who's Alfred the, Hitchcock. There we go. That's who I was trying to say. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that'd be so great, dude. Alright, so Eric, read off our list and then we'll keep it pushing. Alright, so Jermaine had the first pick, went Malcolm X as his coach, uh, S. Grant as a starter, W.E.B. Dubois as a starter, Sandra Day O'Connor as a starter, and Corson Wells as a sub. Uh, I had a second pick, Donald Trump as my coach, Al Capone starter, Helen Keller as a sub, Lee Harvey Oswald starter, Robert E. Lee starter. Nick had the third pick, he went with J. Robert Oppenheimer, uh, as his coach, Barack as a sub. Lincoln, starter, Andrew Jackson, starter, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg as a starter. I, w- I would also like to add an honorable mention. I don't know why I didn't think of it, but I feel like Ernie, Ernest Hemingway could shoot a basketball. If he wasn't, if he didn't spend all this time in Paris boning down the local populace. Yeah, I almost picked Ralph Waldo. Yeah, that was good. My, my, my boy, R.W. Emerson. The Mark Twain action, bro? <laughs> Little Samuel, Samuel Clemens. Just out there getting his run on. That's a high quality joke. If you guys, if you guys didn't catch that, then. <laughs> that's a good joke. Oh, all right, Eric, uh, go ahead and get us into head to head, brother. All right. So last week we concluded week nineteen of our head to head. Last week Jermaine went uh, one and or yeah one and two. Um bringing him to 20 and 31 on the season, down 11.8 units. Uh, Nicholas went 0-3, extending his losing streak to 7, putting him at 19-31-1, down 2.6 units. Papa needs a uh, uh, I wasn't so depressed, so I was actually able to put in three picks since the Sixers <laughs> have already been eliminated from the playoffs, not to worry about it anymore. Um, I went three and zero, uh, putting me at twenty three and twenty eight, down two point seven units, and leading the way as he has been most of the year. Uh, Nevada went two and one, sorry, yeah, two and yeah. one, bringing him to twenty two, twenty five, and one, and he's up point seven units. Yeah, Nevada's down a lot more units than that, isn't that right, Nick? Yeah, a hundred percent. You could just put you could put a minus uh one hundred and ninety nine point three units. <laughs> uh, so those of you who weren't there, Nevada and Nick made a friendly wager uh, on the Nuggets Lakers game on Saturday. Nevada was highly convinced the Lakers would get W. Nick was not, and they wagered uh, what one would call a standard U.S. paycheck. 
two thousand whole dollars are now in my bank account. <laughs> this is this is worse. This is the worst loss in room three hundred three history. No, this, dude, this, it's still your parlay. This super okay. That was demoralizing. <laughs> that is why I'm on this losing streak. That was that was just awful and demoralizing. That is the worst monetary loss in room two hundred three. Replacing Eric somehow managing to name twenty five <laughs> presidents for a thousand dollars. Nevada betting against his own team. Then, Jermaine, you said earlier you went to the watch party. That's for, correct. For 55 minutes of the watch party, of the game at the watch party, Nevada was an ecstatic Nuggets fan. <laughs> it was actually for for 46 and a half minutes of game time. Uh, Nevada was super thrilled that the Nuggets were putting it on the Lakers. Until one, uh, Jermaine Bartholomew Colon-Mendez turned and asked one simple question. You realize you're losing your bet. <laughs> exactly that yeah, he was cheering for him's bet to lose the whole game. So you gotta, you gotta love the fandom. I don't think I, my fandom would supersede me cashing a bet that big. I ain't even gonna lie. Um, I would love my pocket to be lying over my team to sweep and four. But, uh, hey, he knows where his priorities lie. Hey, I got both, so I don't really care. <laughs> go Nuggets, go baby! In, this was this is what blew me away. We are in Denver, Colorado. We are sitting at Nevada's childhood home. We are drinking Rocky Mountain Kool Aids, and he still says the Nuggets are going. That's and, bad. And, you know, and, That's and bad. Shout, and shout out to Miller Kerr. For providing Nevada the motivation he needed to bet a paycheck, we salute you. Oh, my guy was sauced, so sauced that we did not see him the night of the wedding. He did not even appear. Did not appear. All right, uh, so that wraps up head to head. Nick, go ahead and take us to Indy Five Hundred. Okay, so before we start Indy Five Hundred, actually not before we start. So this year. Uh, coming up this this weekend for the Indianapolis 500, which I can't look at right now. Uh, the Indianapolis 500 will be this will be uh, May 28th. That is uh, this Sunday before Memorial Day, so you can get good and uh, good and liquored up before you can before you don't have to go to work on Monday. The 2023 Indianapolis 500 is the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. For those of you who don't know, it is a 500-mile race. That's 200 laps. Um, and it was won last year. Uh, it was won last year by Marcus Erickson, who is the second only Swede uh, to have done it. So before we get into pole positions and how that reflects the winner, so we can do a little bit of betting to this, do you gentlemen know that there's a triple crown of motorsport? No. So the triple crown of motorsports is the unofficial motorsport achievement that is often regarded as the most as winning three 
of the most prestigious races in the world in one's career. Before you see, you think that this is a amazing thing. Only 19 drivers in motorsport history have competed in all three legs of the triple crown, and one oh. at least, and, and one at least one of the events. It's so it's different vehicles. It is different. Oh, I think I did know about this. What are the three races? Do you want to take a guess? So we're talking about one of them right now. Okay, so Indy 500. Uh huh. One of uh, one of them we have talked about multiple times on this podcast as being a dream destination. Monaco. Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah, I was about to say that. And the final one was popularized in a recent-ish movie. Oh, it's the Le Mans. It is 24 hours at Le Mans, correct. Do you know how many people of these 19 who have raced in at least all three events and won at least one, how many have won the Triple Crown in history? How many people have won it in history? How many people have won the Triple Crown in history? Only 19 have competed, correct? Only 19 have competed. One. One. Graham Hill. Yes. He won the Indianapolis 500 in 1966. He won the Le Mans in 1972. And he won the Monaco Grand Prix five times. 63, 64, 65, 68, and 69. Okay. Insane. Yeah, he won the Monaco a fuck ton. Yeah. Uh, the active drivers right now, um, uh, Jacques Villanueva, Juan Pablo Montoya, and Fernando Alice uh, are the three active drivers to have raced in all uh, in all three. Oh, sorry, that have com- that have completed two of the three legs. So Juan Pablo Montoya has won the Indianapolis 500 twice, and he's won the Monaco Grand Prix once. Fernando Allison has won the Le Mans twice and the Monaco Grand Prix twice. And Jacques Villanueva has won the Indianapolis 500 once. So does that make, uh, you said Graham Hill, correct? Uh, Graham Hill, yes. He's a British driver. Does that make him the best racer ever, then? It would have to, yes. Yeah, I mean, I... I would say so, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> nobody else is even attempting it anymore? Uh, AJ, AJ Foyt, actually, is the only driver to win both, to win two of the three races in one year. Mm-hmm. He won the Indianapolis 500 and the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1967, but was unable to win uh, the Monaco. How many active drivers did you say? How many active drivers are three active drivers have raced in all three legs? Have raced in all three legs, and none of them have won any of them. No, <laughs> just happy to be here, boys. <laughs> he did not race in the Mans. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the actual Indianapolis 500. It's this Sunday, correct? So the 28th? 
It is this Sunday. So I talked to you. Uh, I, I talked to you about uh, winners of the Indianapolis 500. So let's talk to you about hole sitters at the Indianapolis 500. And if you thought it was anything else, Eric, get your mind out of the gutter. So hole sitters are the ones who won qualification. Uh, last year, Scott Dixon uh, won the 2022 poll. He set a speed record of 234.046 miles per hour. Uh, he was he led almost half of the race last year before finishing, uh, before having his, basically pulling into pit row with his tire out of the pit line, which cost him a penalty. Uh, he is the longest leader uh, of the race. To have never won the race, so he led he led over half of the race last year, but because of the time penalty in pit road, uh, lost the race. So this year we had a new qualification record. Alex Palou set the pit the new qualification speed record at two hundred thirty four point two one seven miles per hour. If you compare the top three finishers this year in qualifying. All top three drivers would have set the speed record this year. Now, there has been 46, so this this has been raced for now 106 years. This is the, there have been 46 times that a speed record has been broken in qualification. Only six of those times has a speed record won the actual race. And the last, and the last time, a speed record won the actual Indy 500 was 1988 uh, when Rick Myers did. Rick Myers? Rick Myers. Going 1978, that's a long time. 19, 1988, sorry. 1988. Going further into this, out of the 106 races, only 21 winners, there have only been 21 winners who have finished on top of the pole in qualifying and won the race. The last time this happened was 2019, when Simon Pijard, Pijard is French, can speak French very well, uh, won the actual race. Any idea, gentlemen, what in the last 10 years, what the average finishing position of the qualifying winner of the Indianapolis 500 has finished? The last, repeat the question, the last qualifying winner? So, what is the average finishing position of the pole winner in the oh. last 10 years? Average finishing position? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Top five. It is 13th. That's the average? That's terrible. There's not a lot of variance from the average finishing position of all time in the 106 races. All time, 106 races, the winner of the pole finishes 12th. So we've already okay. talked to you about how speed records don't win. When you said speed records in qualifying, you don't win. Uh, and normally the one who wins the pole doesn't win. So that will eliminate three racers for you at the top. Now, let's get into actually who wins the race. So, since 2017, the lowest starting position to win a race has been eighth. A.K.A. they have been eighth and above. If we expand it to 
if we expand it to top 15, the last outside top 15 winner has been 2014. The all-time, the average starting position for the winners is 7th, and in the last 10 years, the average starting position has been 8th. So, that being said, Eric has the odds pulled up here. So the top three finishers in qualifying, who all would have broken the speed record, I already talked about Alex Palou, Rhinus Vakay is also there, and Felix Rosenquist is the third one to have broken the speed record. So we, okay. can, eliminate, we can eliminate that. The other racers in pole positions, I said you have to be top eight to win. Right? Okay. Yep. We have uh, Takuma Sato, Alexander Rossi, Scott Dixon, Pata O'Ward, and Santino Ferrucci. Santino Ferrucci? Oh, that's right there. Yeah. All right. So those are the, those are, that's the pool of six that you recommend that. That you can take a flyer on. Based on those, this year Pata Award has 168 points in the IndyCar Series standings. That makes him second. He has four top fives and four top tens uh, on the year. That is tied for the lead on the IndyCar Series, and is two more than any of the than, than any of the closest. Uh, I guess that would be third place. And he has the second best odds at plus seven fifty. Second best odds at plus seven fifty, correct. Alright. So that's gonna be who I say is my winner. If you want a quote unquote long shot, uh I would go with Scott Dixon. He's won qualifying two of the last three years. He didn't win it this this last year, and if not for a time mistake last year, he would have won. But he is an eight to one favorite right now. Out of those names that I mentioned, between Sato, Rossi, Dixon, Award, and Ferrucci, who is the longest odds? Ferrucci. Plus 1,200. Yeah. What do you gentlemen think about the Indianapolis 500? I think it's a fucking crazy race to watch. (laughs) Is really what I think. I, it's very interesting that the person who's usually the fastest or has the pole uh, doesn't doesn't usually do very well at the race, which is kind of <laughs> it's om- almost like, do you really want the pole? Right. Yeah. yeah so it's, like, it's it's like a lot of racing, right? Horse racing, auto racing. You never want to see your guy out out front to start. Yeah, that's, that's fucking horse racing. <laughs> I don't even want to talk. Seven horses couldn't pick the winner. <laughs> I'll take a Scott Dixon at plus eight hundred. That's gonna be my bet. Uh, I love the redemption story, especially since he got he got beat out because of that time issue that you were talking about. And I do love that this dude's name, just Santino Ferrucci, is such a fire name. And so <laughs> him that at just plus sounds 12, like a race. That just sounds like a racing name. Yeah. But you like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a racer. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Santino Ferrucci. I race the cars. <laughs> I love to race. 
Me, go fast. I go fast. I like racing. You is last. <laughs> All right, we're done, Ryan. That's pretty cheesy. All right, Eric, what are you taking? Any odds? Uh, I'm just going to go with the odds on favorite. I know Nick gave us his whole spiel, but I'm just going to take yeah. Alex Palou at plus 600. <laughs> uh, I'll take a Devlin DeFrancesco at plus 150,000. <laughs> Devlin, Devlin Duck Hodges is, is racing here? Dude, Stingray Rob. Yeah, that that is definitely the winner for, for the best the best name. Helio Castroneves, that's a fire name. Helio Castroneves is has is a prior champion. RC Anderson, come on, his name is RC like the car. <laughs> All <laughs> remote, right, so- remote control car, bro. He has the worst odds at plus. Oh, I was saying three hundred thousand. That's thirty thousand. Seriously, I mean, if it was three hundred thousand, I would take a flyer on some of these crazy names. This chick. <laughs> You think? Uh, I can Google her. Let me see. Because if it is, that's what I'm putting money on. I think there is one girl in the field this year. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a nice smile, dude. We're banking on her winning. She's only 42. That's actually kind of old, huh? (laughs) (laughs) When you said it, she's only. I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, it just, I wasn't expecting 42 to be a race car driver age, but that's not bad. She's out there putting in work, dog. She, I mean, she has the second to last odds, but, uh. Right. Well, it's better odds than we would have if we were. <laughs> for sure. I would love to try to ro- drive one of these things, though. Marco Andretti? Any relation? Yes, he's his son, I believe. Get the fuck out of here. And he's a bum like Michael Jordan's kid. I mean, he's won the, he's won the 500. Yeah, but so did I. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so Mario Andretti is his grandfather. Michael Andretti is his father. Ah, okay. So it skipped a generation. Yeah. How good was his father? How good was Michael? Michael was pretty good. I mean, not as good as Mario. It, I mean, yeah. Most people aren't Mario Andretti. <laughs> I mean, he had. I mean, he had. 317 starts, 42 wins, 32 goals, and uh, one the, was the rookie of the year in 19. He's in the Hall of Fame. Michael or? Michael. Michael is in yeah. the Hall of Fame. Jeez, huh. yeah. everyone could just race in that family? I guess so. Well, they, they probably have a car when they're like 10 years old. I think it might be a little sooner, huh? On a closed course, uh, they're at least they're at least working on cars and learning mm-hmm. how to drive, like like go karts or something. They're at least learning on like that style. Yeah, I don't. I would imagine they're not racing. It seems a little reckless. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's his name? Uh, Come on, you're an Andretti. Get in that car. I don't care that you don't know how to talk. <laughs> uh, oh man, what's the dude that's like? Considered one of the best of all time, uh, Hamilton. Is it Lewis? Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Lewis. yeah. yeah. Um, I watched uh, before he got cheated last year. They did like a special on him and his father and his dad. He used to just take him to go karts. That's how he got started. He just take him to go karts, and then he was like, "Oh, you're pretty good at this, so let's like switch doing drive." Like 
dude, that's crazy. Now he's a multi-multi-millionaire, one of the greatest drivers ever. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit much for me. I don't know if I would notice if my kid is that good at driving from Yeah, I would be like, like yo, he's, he's kind of good, right? What does he have to do for me to notice that? I would. I don't think I would even have a clue, bro. <laughs> he just gets in there, puts that bitch in reverse, and beats everybody backwards. He's like, what's up, Pop? Uh, that would be a dead giveaway. <laughs> then I for you'd sure be like, up. You'd be like, I gave this kid the sticks on Mario Kart, realized he was a fire driver, put him in racing. That's right. Yay, me. Pat, pat on the back for me. <laughs> oh, boy. So, I don't think we have anything else for the 10s and 10s. We will give a quick score update. The Celtics have now taken a seven-point lead on the Miami Heat. And, uh... Are continuing to talk shit. I just don't get it, bro. Y'all, I hate you can't, I, I hate you can't, this you can't quit and talk shit. Like if you are in it fighting and you lose, that's fine. You're giving it your all. But when you have eight minutes left in the game and all five of your starters are on the bench, the coach came in, you came in. Like no, you can't talk shit. You're done. This this is like the first time. You know, because LeBron quit games in the Grizzlies series. LeBron quit games in the Warriors series. He did not quit in this Nuggets series. And he didn't talk shit. That's what I don't understand. I was like, of all the people who had the, the opportunity to actually say something, probably go get it done. It would have been him. And he and, didn't even say just, anything. To something that Nick brought up earlier about all the media heads and everything talking about LeBron James' retirement. Listen. He's already come out and said he's going to want to play with his son. He's already come out, and, and they've already announced that the guy who made the last dance with Jordan is currently filming with LeBron James. He's a narcissist. He's not going to, he wants a goodbye tour. He wants the fans to clap for him. He wants to do the jersey exchange. He's not leaving. He will let us know when his last year is so that they can milk the shit out of him for him. Because that's especially what he wants. Especially after Wade, especially after Wade got his. Yeah, he, there's no way LeBron just, oh, his. I'm done. Yeah, no fucking way, bro. He just loves being the talk of of the offseason. Um, dude, all right. So, who do you want to win? Who would you rather win? I know it's premature to say the Heat are in, but we'll say for posterity's sake that the Nuggets and Heat face, them, face each other in, in the, the finals. Who do you want to win and how many games? I know we're going to do this again next podcast when we actually deep dive the series, but I'm just curious to see your thoughts on this. Uh, I want it to go seven. I want the Lakers to win. Or not the Lakers, the Nuggets to win. <laughs> <laughs> Bashes everyone for talking the Lakers, picks them to win the NBA yeah. Finals. I just, dude, I just love them so much. <laughs> I love them for losing so much. Uh, and Eric, who do you want? Uh, obviously I want a seven game series since my team's not in it. Um, and I'm going to go Nuggets. I want to see a first time champion. Um, I don't want Jimmy getting a championship without Philly. He needs us. We don't need him. And, uh, yeah, go Joker, bro. True MVP. You heard it here. Eric. Eric. Nah, fuck you all. Keep it pushing. Tobias Harris over <laughs> him? I, that's what I'm saying, dude. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. See if I can get a million dollars for it or something. Eric, the four teams that were in the conference finals, Eric was fucked. 
it, it's it's the Celtics, and he hates the Celtics rivals. It's the Lakers. He hates LeBron and Laker fans. Uh, it's the Heat. The Sixers didn't sign Jimmy Butler, so fuck Jimmy Butler and also our boy. And then, uh, <laughs> then it's the Nuggets, and he has the rivalry with Jokic because of MB. Oh, he's, come so, out, come out. he's so fucked, bro. We thought there was a rap. There's clearly not. That man is better at everything except for defense when it comes to basketball. He's got more heart. He's got more fight in him. He doesn't quit. He doesn't blame his teammates for losing a playoff series when he, he shot 27% from teammates. the game. Yes, he did. He said, No, he did not. I watched the whole press conference. His quote was wildly taken out of context to the they point where though they sniped the fuck out of him. Because here's the thing: Nick and I texted on the side because he's like, "I don't want to trigger Eric, but what the fuck is this?" And so we <laughs> kind of said the same thing about Embiid. And then I went and listened to the video, and I was just like, "Yo, it's not even remotely as bad as everyone thought it was." He said it takes five players on the court together to win. The- win the game, and that everyone needs to go work on their game, himself included. That is literally said for the whole thing. Well, not literally. That's paraphrased, obviously. <laughs> well, literally <laughs> paraphrased. Even if he did say it in a much better context, I didn't have time to watch it. I was, I didn't, I didn't want to hear excuses or some bullshit. I hear it. I hear it. But can you teach heart? Can you teach how to be a dog? Can you teach not giving up? Like, are these things that get taught, or is this just human? Like, you have it in you, and if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. And he doesn't have it. So fuck it. Like, it, I've, it, it, it could be taught. No, he can. Jimmy Butler's literally on record saying he got it from Joakim Noah and Derrick Rose calling out each other in practice when he wasn't even getting playing time for the Bulls. Like, on the record for saying that. That's why he became a confrontational player. Because he doesn't see it as confrontation. He doesn't expect you to hear it from him and get butt hurt and then hold it for the rest of the fucking week. He's like, hey, this needs to be said now. This will be said now. And we'll fix it now. So that way when it matters, it will be there. I absolutely think you could teach him to be a job. Be a dog for sure. Though. I'll allow you to be upset with him beat and say he doesn't have it. But I think you can teach it for sure. Also, everyone takes the personality of your head coach, right? That, that's that's he's not, he was, he's not he, even he's the not most, losses, <laughs> most losses in the history of game sevens of the NBA. He's lost the most game sevens, five consecutive game seven losses, yes. multiple by thirty point blowouts. The man doesn't have a pair of nuts because the man with nuts doesn't let his team go out there and Dude, fucking get so, their asses walk like that. It's so Philly of you, Eric. Just to like, as soon as you're like, oh, Joe Embiid, you're like, ah, Joe Embiid sucks. <laughs> Go birds! All I said was Joker's the real MVP, the best player in the league. It's not even a close comparison anymore. Yes, Jojo <laughs> led the league in scoring, but how many other players have led the league in scoring? The other bum on our team led the league in scoring three times as everyone championship. I don't want to hear this shit. Fuck scoring. Be good at basketball. Have heart. Compete. And then I gotta look at Al Horford's black ass dad half this game, looking like a dark Dominican, sexy as fuck. Fucking Tito. Fucking Tito. Hey, that's a, that's a chocolatey handsome man right there, dude. The better son's a bitch. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, I got love for Al Horford because he's, you know, he's Dominican. 
So and he's I got a good person. He does a lot of shit yeah. with kids and people. He's a great hooper, but it's funny because he sucked when he was on your team. <laughs> and then he's just a part of the Celtics, and they always eliminate us from the playoffs. So He hits such clutch shots, dude. It's fucking wild. That's one thing I don't think Al Horford gets enough credit for. He hits big-time threes like when his team needs it. I'm almost positive he shoots 100% in the fourth when his team's down by four or less. That's, that's got to be a stat. I'm sure of it. If his team's down by five or less, he's hitting the three if it's the fourth quarter. I have no 100%. clue how to check that stat, yeah, but I'm. That's, that's, we need a fucking intern for that. <laughs> Dog, that's elite level statting. <laughs> if somebody was like, no, he shoots 78.3%. What? <laughs> fucking imagine they pulled yeah, that out there. Yeah, you got to fucking pay for a subscription service to get those kind of stats. No way, those are available for free online. Uh, oh, oh, all right, all right. Last last update before we sign off. Golden Knights are up 4-0 at the end of the second period. It's looking like they're going to go up 3-0. Uh, you never know with hockey. That's why you always watch. But, uh, yeah, looking like it's going to be a Golden Knights-Florida Panthers series, just as we predicted on this podcast. So, uh, of course. You guys got anything for the uh, the 10-10s? Tens tens? Uh, enjoy, enjoy the, like, put, put a little bit of, even if you don't want to, put a little bit of scratch on the, uh, or if you don't want to, don't, but still watch the uh, Indianapolis 500. It's such a great, it's, it, it is a really great fun race to watch. It's fun to start, fall asleep because you drank too much beer, and then wake up and catch the end. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, laps is a lot of laps. It's a lot of laps. I'm, I'm just saying 75 to like 175 <laughs> is probably optimum sleep time. <laughs> I'll be a boy, I'll be cooked. I ain't even live. <laughs> watch the first 50, watch the last 25. That's my recommendation. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. Keep it locked right here on this channel next week when we come to you with some big time announcements until then i've been your host jermaine clone mendez this is my co-host nicholas morahan and the world is burning for all sixers sands according to epe we'll catch you next time <laughs> when you come on down and step into the room